Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Apologies, we didn't have a podcast last week because there's too much going on. We couldn't squeeze one in. A lot going on. I recorded. <laughs> I recorded the back-to-back podcast though, so I was still a part of a podcast in a roundabout yes. way. Well, which we was a should fantastic be. podcast with we, with Julio Ramos. We should be active with all these other podcasts and get out there. I did the FCFC. It was a while ago. You did. I, I listened to it on my ride uh, in. All right. I just want to say something. All right. What do you got? And I reached out to Dweezy. Okay. Because they did a beautiful graphic to a promotional graphic for the uh, podcast that I was on. And I want to say, I actually did a, a video print of it. My wife did and put it, framed it. That's how much we thought wow. of it. It's pretty narcissistic to have this photo around because it's me looking all grizzly. Looks like I was in a movie. Looks like I was in a Van Damme movie, and I'm like one of the <laughs> the lead actors in it. It's incredible. So Alex Cervantes, I wanted to give you credit. He does work uh, for LFC. Beautiful graphics. I, check it out. Uh, put it. You know what? I'll, I'll put it on my Instagram so you can see it. I I. I look like a rock star, and I'm and in real life I do not look like a rock star. After you said Van Damme movie, I almost don't want to say this comment because I feel like it's going to be disrespectful to my to my good friend Steven Seagal movie Mar- Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I, I thought you looked more a little bit like uh, Ray Liotta. Yeah, uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, that was your Liotta moment. That's great. That's one of my favorites. Oh, so Are you going to go see sh- The Irishman? Should be. Uh, I think I wait till it comes Netflix? out on Netflix. That's what I said. My friend, my friend who's a huge movie buff, says you got to see on the big screen. I go, I don't have to see anything on the big screen. Honestly, at home, I get a better picture. Yeah, I'm the worst now. I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, why would I? Why? why would I leave my the comforts of my own home where I can pause things and do other things? The only thing is this. I'll tell you what. At home, and I'm the worst about this, and I know you probably are too. Is I still will. You know, a little check of the phone every second. I do not do that in movie theaters. The movie theater is the one place where I still respect that rule. So maybe I should go see more movies. I was going to see The Joker last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew the USA rugby game was going on at the same time. I said I'd watch it later, but I knew full well if I went there, I would have popped that game on for a couple minutes. It would have just been absurd. So I might see the so Joker tonight. See, no. at least you didn't. And then the USA got blasted. So those people that decide, I could do both. Yes. You're horrible people. No, you got movie has, gets your total engagement. Yeah, we're canceling those people. All right, no, but I, I'll go see that later, and uh, we'll see that. But thank you, Alex, and everyone involved with the FCFC podcast. Uh, it was really listen cool. Listen to that podcast. Great podcast. Yeah, I enjoyed it, it on the way in. Yeah, and... We have all, we we're making the rounds, so this is cool, and we're we're having some plans. Maybe have a a, a like a we are the world moment with all the podcasts. There's some big big plans coming up for the podcast. We are the world. The possible uh, live podcast. We have the children kick, kicking around, kicking around in there. So yeah, uh, this is exciting. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned to us because we will have um, some cool things coming up um, during the break. Yeah. before the LFC starts their playoffs. Not the break during the the window. During the window, same podcast you know and love. Just. Live and in person. Yes, we're getting out there, and you could be a part of it too. So mm-hmm. we'll have those. We'll mention those once we have have them all locked in and confirmed, which we're pretty sure we do right now. But we can't keep blabbering on here because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we get ready for the playoff break, and we know it's going to be. It was between the end of the game against Colorado and the beginning of LAFC's participation, which is the 24th, and we'll talk more about that. It ends up being 18 days. Yeah. Now that we're here, it feels so much longer. Like we knew going into this. Not even going in this weekend. We knew for a while because we were the number one seed for for how long? Like a month, that we were gonna always have this break. Now that we're actually here, physically here, I feel like 
It's ages away. Yes. Uh, and oh, by the way, I should have also mentioned we're here at practice. So we're watching the guys yep. practice. We're on the perch. So we're not going to tell you anything, but we can see yeah. them. But it, it, it just keeps you very well. It does uh, keep you engaged. I'll tell you one thing. They can see us and they're, they're thinking we're very weird. I'm waiting for Bob to go, get the, get the heck out of there. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why, why, why Max? Why? You, look, you got an umbrella up there and I know. sitting there. You're sipping Mai Tais. Yeah. We're, we're going to try to hammer this out before Bob kicks us out or John Thornton. <laughs> I will say everyone looks really good. Everyone looks really healthy. Um, so we'll talk about that uh, 18 game break, but I'm really I think there's going to be a lot of anticipation, which is going to be very good going towards that. So we'll we will bridge the gap to yeah. wherever it is. Second half of the podcast will be a look ahead, but we could, we would be remiss if we did not talk about the Colorado game and everything that came with it. You made a good point about the run in a season ago and how different it is. So I, I want you to share that because I thought that was that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I think uh, this game against Colorado for for all the right reasons and all the history and everything that went on, but just solely for the result even is so much better than what we felt at the end of last season going into the playoffs. We had we Vancouver, had, right? And then sporting. We had Vancouver and it started out fantastic. It was a 2-0 lead, I believe, in like the first 20 minutes. Is it both Rossi? No, one. No, one Rossi, one... Doesn't. God, I'm normally really good at this. I know, this I is agree. normally what people look to me for. Um, but, you know, 2-0 lead uh, evaporated. Uh, I remember Alfon- that was Alfonso Davies uh, made a fantastic 50-yard run. I think Benny Failhaber might have taken him down the penalty towards the end of the first yeah. half. Then a, a weird kind of just long-range shot from the shadows. Because yeah. I remember we had- it was a day game, so there were shadows on the field. Uh, and there was 2-2, and it- that kind of left a sour taste in our mouth. Then we go to KC. There's a possibility of winning the number one seed. Uh, we actually are tied up a man can't finish that match off so there was like a there, it wasn't a good uh feeling that, going no, into that, the playoffs that sporting last, kansas last city year. game yeah you felt like it's not the way it enthused they were really uh, uh beat on there i think a bunch of us went up to that game we came back it was a chart on the way back and it was mm-hmm. pretty I mean, somber it was somber but it, it, it wasn't the yeah it, it wasn't what you see this season or parts of last season uh it was kind of like all right we got a short week because i remember it was also you know, you got the announcements of the playoff pairings, and yep. you knew you're not getting a bye at this point, so you're going uh, to have to play right away. It was a home game, but it was like less than a week. Yeah. And I think it was like a Sunday to a Saturday. Short rest. And then we all remember that fateful day. Yeah. I'd like to tend to forget a, it. I tend to forget it, but I'm, I, I think I think a lot of these guys remember it because of how stunning it felt because uh, you played Real Salt Lake, a team you knew you were better than, uh, finished – somewhat well ahead in the standings and then it was all over so I think these guys really built I'd be crazy I remember talking to Stephen Betasher afterwards and he was always very fun and gregarious and it was a very awkward conversation and a couple guys had it because of I guess the suddenness of the defeat so it was not a good it's a whole different look Beta's probably the best uh, barometer of that and I think uh, and we're going to talk about records so I think um what people need to understand is the impetus for these records and for what they wanted to accomplish this season is that game. I mean, they've brought it up multiple times. That that Real Salt Lake game, even when they were flying, I mean, even when we were in the middle of summer and it was like, we're going to break all the records, we're going to do this, a lot of guys would continue to bring up that game and say, that game did not sit well with us. This is the reason why we are doing what we're doing, and this is the reason why we can't let off the gas pedal because we know that even when we're better than teams, even when we play better than teams, there's still the possibility in the playoffs or in any kind of one-off setting where just because it's within reach doesn't mean you have any divine right to it by playing better football, by playing a certain way. You have to, you have to take your ideas to the full 90 minutes from start to finish. And I think, I think that's a great place to start for our, for our context of, uh, of all these records that we're going to talk about is the fact that, no, these guys carried that with them. I, I, I mean, 
carrying a grudge for that long. I don't know how they did it, but it definitely drove them to the heights that they, they got to. Yep, and now they get to uh, be the spectator for a little bit in the playoffs, and it, it's a whole different animal just the end of the season. Let's go revisit what Colorado happened. Colorado was a team that came in here. They had playoff hopes still if they had they were a the win. hottest team in MLS. They had won five out of six games, and LAFC which have been a little bit of slow starters in some of these games, although they looked, they did get the win against Houston, even though that took a while and you were a little nervous. They looked good against Minnesota and just unlucky not to score a goal. I think we were, everyone was buoyed by that performance. And then they came out and they got the goal and then they got a second, both from Carlos Vela. And for me, this was, first of all, just with the game and what does it mean in the big picture, you couldn't have really written it up any better where I think... Zlatan scored a goal, and then it was like, ooh, 31-30. Mm-hmm. And then, bang, bang, oh, it's over. Well, That's we, it. The goal-scoring race is over in three minutes. It's he's No one's going to catch him. I mean, I want to share with you what it was like for us in the press box for those moments because it was a bit nuts. Me and Michael Rosen, were, we were spent by the, by the end of that game with all the records and everything Carlos did. But I want to ask you because we've talked about it before. You don't pre-plan any kind of thing. You, you know going in, Carlos can set a record. You know we can set all these records. But you've said, you know, pre-plan your call. So how do you go from making that call the 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 basically the this is the goal this is the one this is the new goal king and then what, what was it, like three minutes later he goes yeah. and just like for for us at least when we're writing i'm here's here i'll i'll do it now i'll give you the context we're so the goal comes in and then normally the way we do it is we have like a goal gif and then rosen will follow it up on twitter with with the actual with the actual highlight yeah i'm giving you the, the meat the yeah. this is how See the how sausage is made um <laughs> So we're, They're delicious sausages. So goal goes in, great goal. All of us are, oh, we're, we're stunned, and we're, we're excited now because we, 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 there was a tense, it, there was some tension in the in the room until we scored the first goal. Um, we're excited, and I'm starting the I'm starting the, t- the the tweet and everything, and then I stop. And I go, wait a second, this is a big one. We can't just mail this one in. So it took. We had to sit there and go like, what do we want to say? How do we want to say this? As we're doing that, I think serendipitously, Rosen and I both looked up at the moment that he flipped the bicycle kick. And then it was like, oh no, oh no, we haven't even put out the record one yet, and now we've got this one in the, in our minds. All right, so it was it was eating away. Hurry up! <laughs> yeah, as we were going. So I want to ask you, what was it like being in the commentary box? We're like, you didn't even get a chance to breathe after probably saying like, we've got a new goal king, and then he does goes and does that. Yeah, and it brought up an interesting discussion. I had it with Will Walsh. Heads up a lot of our content here, and I I spoke with uh, I think Dave and some other Dave Denholm. Which one is the lasting goal? Is it is it 32 that he broke the record or 34 where he set the new record mm-hmm. as well? And most people think 32, and I would tend to agree with that. But, you know, you want to do each its due diligence. That number 33 goal at the time was the standard. And then the 34 he scored later. So I think after 33, he said he could, he, he could get another goal in the second half. I even think I said so much at halftime. And it's... It's it's a it's an interesting question, and you don't you don't get to do this that often. Maybe never get to do it again. But all that started coming up as it was happening. Well, I wrote in my takeaways that one of the things that really struck me, and we've seen Carlos score thirty four goals this season, and I think there's only there's only a handful of ones where he really celebrates because he only really really celebrates the big ones, and to see him celebrate, I like it he's, he's, when he scores a goal and you can see the twelve year old boy in his face yeah. all of a sudden. You see that a lot. You see the little kid. Yeah, like he, the one in San Jose, the curler, when he just kind of goes, oh my God, like he can't even believe it. That's a big moment. But for most times, he, he kind of just goes, yeah, you know, I, this is what I plan to do. I celebrate. He He's not a big 
gaudy celebrator. Yeah. But that 33, he, he popped up and just started running because there's so much exuberance. And to me, that's where, where you say, like, yeah, you could tell he was going to score a hat trick because at that moment, he's just like, I'm just having so much fun and I'm going to do whatever I want, whenever I want. And it's all going to come off. And when you see a player where you know, he knows and you know, that anything he touches could be gold that day, you know it's going to be a good day. Yeah, it was a good. it's a good departure because the guys who score the goals, we've seen Zlatan in here, and Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, if he scores a historic goal, he's going to let you know. And that's fine. But there's just something very innocent about Carlos Vela breaking these records. Like, he's happy he's doing it, but it's yeah. not something that was... He was losing sleep over or anything like that. No. no. He was, no. is it, this is oh no, this is great. I'm having I'm having a good time. Yeah, I think he was just having a good time. And he said afterwards, he said, I'm gonna go out there and do my best. And if the other guy happens to beat me, he happened to beat me. But all I know is I did my best. Yeah. But he had a little wry smile. He goes, But I did it. Yeah. Like he, he knew he did it. So for for him, I mean, look, he he wants these things, but he's not gonna like you said, he's not gonna lose sleep over them. No. It was uh, I just during that this I, I thought a lot during the season about his goal scoring. All right, he scored he was averaging like a goal a game the whole season. Yeah, remember we said he's going he to he's gonna have, a dip. He's gonna have to get some games where he gets multiple goals because we didn't yeah. think he could keep up the the Joseph Martinez type like consecutive games. And what is he? He scored in nine. Is that nine straight? Yeah. To end the season. It wasn't that he scored like big goals except for the last week. Except for the last week, yeah. It and it ends up being we need to look at just over a goal a game average, which is what he needed, and that's basically what he plugged along with. He, he obviously got the injuries, but. but before and after the injuries when he played, he was scoring a goal every game. There was a lot of penalties in there, but penalties were an issue early this season. He had the two misses and no misses at the back end. Yeah. In some high-pressure situations, I would say um, uh, the Houston game in particular, where he had to tuck that one away. It was a, He was a steady goal scorer, and he got it. He basically averaged that throughout. Yeah, I mean, there's some other little like uh, icing on the cake to his goal king uh, record that that people haven't been making a big deal about, but uh, he's now tied the record for most uh, non-penalty goals in a season, 25. That's a big deal. Penalties just picked up at the end. There was none, really, at the beginning of the season. Well, and remember, people were saying, oh, he scores all penalties. Well, guess what? He actually now is tied for the record for most non-penalty goals. Also, the only player to lead uh, lead the league in goals and score more than a goal per 90. Wow. I would also, uh, obviously what Carlos did was uh, remarkable, and I also want to give credit to all the social, the, our social media team for putting together all the headlines that he set in Mexico. There were some Spanish were publications. Cool. So cool. I retweeted that and got a, it was really well received in a lot of places, but it, it just was rare to see that. I go, look at this public relations machine that is Carlos Vela, what that goal did. Everyone's seeing these images. This wasn't like tucked away on the back end. It was the headline. Yeah. Huge photo of Carlos and some catchy thing or like El Rey or whatever. Yeah. It was very impressive. So that is a, a moment I don't think we uh, I think we should continue to put, to thrust out as long as we can. And I think it's a, it's going to be a tough record to beat. It's going to be a really tough record to beat. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it now, 34. Like 31, we legitimately, none of us, we thought he would come close and we thought he might tie it. But to go to... Uh, to go on the final day and to just say not only is this my record but I'm going to put a real stamp on it I mean this he didn't just trickle in a penalty he didn't have just the tap in a hat trick on the final day the the, the hat trick I mean look even the tap in is a fantastic yeah. goal it's a great team goal and we got to shout out uh, Tristan Blackman who had a fantastic game I mean he yeah. down that right side was just a nuisance um, and I told you I go what 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 do you want when you get wing backs and he said I, yeah. what, what I go well you want them to either defend or you want them to attack. So Colorado has wingbacks, and, and 
basically all they did was hang out in midfield. It's the last place you want them to be in. And Tristan Blackman basically recognized it two times, got in there. Uh, the, the third goal, I think, is the prettiest because of his recognition of the fact that when he when he interchanged with Brian Rodriguez and realized that Lalas Abubakar was the one standing next to him, the center back, who should not be marking a, a wide player in that moment, he just made a beeline. Walker Zimmerman hits him with a nice pass. Carlos then goes, all right, all I have to do is get to this spot, and it's a goal. Those, those are goals that are not going to go into huge highlight reels, but I think for the soccer IQ basis of it, that's a, that's a fantastic goal. And how about, you know, this pretty gruesome injury to the guy uh, you're very close to in Walker Zimmerman, and he's taken off the field, and Bob Bradley says, hey, you're going to right back to center back, and he does it without uh, any interruptions to yeah. uh, his focus. Really, that was uh, really one of the takeaways of that game. Uh, I, I And Tristan Blackman's become a guy that... I'd like to apologize there. We had some technical difficulties here on uh, Inside LFC, Max and Vince podcast. We're back at it. I think where we, uh, we, we last discussed Carlos Vela and the legacy he has left with uh, what he was able to do on Sunday. But let's focus now on what the team did as a whole. And I start this conversation here, Vince, by saying back in August, end of August, I thought they would hit these records. Uh, September, it started to say, okay, probably not so many. I think one's like the... the team goal total of 85 by the LA Galaxy that one's that that ship has sailed mm-hmm. lo and behold they come around did they set every record no but they came pretty close to doing it all the ones that matter the one that matter I would say the one that to tie the goals with 85 seemed like an untouchable record it had been yeah. standing since 1998 there are some numbers where it was less games but let's not let's not delve into that <laughs> no need at this point it won't help me with the point I'm trying to make but that one seemed uh, like untouchable many years People look at the Red Bulls one. Oh, they did it last year in Toronto established. Maybe that's a very fluid record right now. Maybe another team comes around. There's there's definitely room for improvement to have a better season. Yes. You're going to have to be close to perfect. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But I think that one, uh, because of just the recent history of clubs setting it, uh, didn't seem so out of reach. But then um, you look at the goal differential. It's a huge number. Which could these these are things that could stand the test of time. Certainly, Carlos's record in, in addition to these team ones. The points one is interesting, like you said. It's it's three consecutive seasons broken. Uh, Toronto really sets the bar high at sixty nine, and then we get the first point team to get seventy, uh, and then now we become the second team to get seventy. Not just seventy, but then break the record. Um, so yeah, points is interesting. That's that's fluid, and I think that that's more a testament to. Uh, what a lot of people have been saying about MLS is we're starting to see a new MLS. I know we, we talk about the 2.0, 3.0, 3.5. I'm just saying we're going to start to see more and more teams that are going to separate themselves um, and be able to, to, to kind of put themselves in the ranks where we have uh, actual elite sides, where we have maybe a top four every season or a top wow. six. And, and Would you like we, that? I would. As long as LFC is in there. Yeah, as long, as, probably yeah, as, long as your but team they, is in there. I think, well, I think with, with, there's always a chance with the way MLS is set up that you can get yourself in there. But it's now proven that it's not just the parity that's created by the league. You have to then also go that one step further and invest in proper coaching, invest in a proper scouting network, invest in uh, the, the type of players. You can't do, you can't rely on the parity anymore is what I'm saying. You used to be able to rely on parity and say, maybe we can make it in first place. It's like the NFL. You go from last in your division to all of a sudden, hey, you won Supporter Shield. I don't think it's going to happen that way anymore. You're going to have to have... Uh, you're going to have to have like LFC did. You're going to have to plan set out from the beginning if you're going to want to even come close to touching these records. And uh, I don't want to toot my horn. But cause toot, I'll say, toot. Because I'll say, I maybe not records, but I knew this team was going to be very good in the offseason. Yeah, I you remember, were throwing some around. I was like, wait a minute. 
Chill wrote, out, Ro- La Rosa. Well, I wrote an article saying that continuity would be LAFC's biggest um, biggest signing, basically. Because I And I got ridiculed by a lot of people saying, how, how do you believe that this team is going to be better when I've seen no considerably better signings? Right? Because people think it's kind of that NBA model. You get better by getting better players. But I saw a, t- a team and a style of play in that first season that guys have barely met each other. Yeah. And they're playing a, a type of style and we, we, where we've talked to these guys. And they said, man, we play a style of play where I got to know that you got my back and I can go here and I can... I can play I can, into space and know you're going to be there. I can play into space and know you're going to be there. I can play into a 1v1 situation and know that if I make a mistake, you're there to back me up. And I think just having that one extra... Now having another season of it um, and buying into it was, was the biggest, single biggest signing of this team. Um, so I'd just like to say, you know, for all those people, you can come let, back in, in my mentions and let me know let them have that it. I got it wrong. But I, I'm just saying here, you know, that I think that this is um, these records are a lot of them. I know they're going to go down as one season records, but this is really a two season continuity process. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, I mean, look at professional teams. I know Man City has the best players, but they get better with each year that they keep a core, which this team did keep a core of players. that They say these are our absolute core. And let's just. Around the edges, just a yeah. little bit around the edges. <laughs> it's even we knew it like when the new signings this season came in, like Brian Rodriguez and Chiki Palacios. We they're they're starting to make impact. Brian started almost every game uh, the last month. Chiki Palacios playing these two games, which means he's I imagine is going to be uh, counted on in the postseason in that eighteen man uh, roster because he gets those twenty minutes. Because you don't, I think there there's a reason for that. But once they arrive, we figured like this is. Next year is when you reap it. You're not going to reap it now because they have a lot of work. And you see that adjustment going on. But if they can help, great. And they probably probably can along the way. But these were moves that much like – uh, they they signed Edward Atuesta and these guys. They were this was just to get them into the bloodstream, and they do it. And I think we're going to see that a little bit later. And you get accustomed to saying that when you see these new players. I think people say, "Oh, Antoine Griezmann is going to sign at Barcelona. Okay, he's going to pour in the goals." Because no, everything takes takes a while. And not to compare Barcelona and LFC, but LFC has a certain style that you it needs to be beaten, not beaten into you, but systematically got into you in a in a in a practice format. And once they do, Eureka. No, I think Griezmann's a great point, and I yeah. think that's all—it's across the board. It's not just LFC, like you just said. It's not, and it's not just Barcelona. If but this is how people think. Like, okay, yeah. right, here we go. Twenty-five goals. Yeah. Here we go. Right? He's just a good player. It, it's, and a lot but, of pressure on the players. Again, that's the NBA model. You can't just plug in a guy. They have to have time. That's why some having someone like Eddie Segura come in, come in early, arrives early, says yes. from the get-go, "I want to be here. I want to learn the system." I mean, I I watched Eddie through through preseason training, through preseason games, and he was making making mistakes, but making mistakes in the right ways, where he was trying to learn the system, trying to do certain things, and then I mean, he's the one big, really the one big signing, the one big difference, him, and then the, the obviously the movement of Latif to a, to a central midfield position. So those those are your kind of two big signings, and that's why people were like, well, I don't I don't see it. You don't you didn't sign a uh, a, a star in his prime. Well, you don't need to. You need guys that buy in. You need guys that fit the system and I think that goes back to our point about what the haves and have-nots are going to be that's that's LAFC scouting system that's LAFC's ability to uh, take Bob Bradley's ideas um, to, to put them in a language that the scouts can understand and then it can fluidly pick <laughs> that's great we're great to put player. it no I this mean, is what we want language is important yeah it, well clearly it's clearly there's been uh there's not, nothing lost in translation with the players they get because they're finding exactly the right guy. Look, man, how many times have you and I been in a conversation with Bob and you've said something and you probably mean what you but you say, but he looks at you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> More than once. And then he says something and you try to regurgitate it, but you still don't know what he's talking no. about. I mean, and these are little things like inside passes. 
that can mean a variety of different things to different people. Bob has a specific thing of what inside passes mean, and you have to know it. So codifying that language, I mean, I, I, I told one of one of the guys here, and I've told some coaches here, you know, I, I always thought the coaches speak this way to kind of keep guys like you and me out. The non-soccer lifers, I'm like, ah, you guys are just, you got a secret. What is all this? Yeah, it's a secret malarkey, hand, mumbo secret jumbo. handshake, secret language to keep Max and I out. But no, it really is, it's a shorthand. And it's for them because they're looking for specific things that they can say, I, I want this. Can you find me a player that in instances he does this? If you can translate that to your scouts, translate that to your GM, and then get the buy-in from your ownership, which all these things have kind of all come to fruition in a lot of these signings, you get, a team, you, get a, you get a team like this. And you get a team that not just breaks records but looks good doing it because they know everyone is working like a, a machine. Yep. All right, so... No surprise to you that they set these records. And even when they had that streak of five games without a win. Knew it. Knew it the whole one time. I was never seven. worried for a second. Okay, a little yeah, bit. A little worried. My worry was maybe the people creeping up on uh, Carlos for a second, but he took care of that in a big way. And I think it, this is incredible what you could do. I mean, MLS is a young league established in 1996. But these records are new. It shows the direction the league is going. And LAFC gave themselves... I mean, they pipped the Red Bulls by a point, but this is not a record that you're going to uh, beat by 10 points. So, LAFC, during the season, 34 games, they lost four. They won 20. Fewest, tied yeah. for the fewest losses in a season, although no other team had done it in a 34-game season. Or I think only one other team had done it in a 34-game season. A lot of teams did it 32, 30 games. So, they, yes. had, they didn't have as many chances to lose games. Uh, let's I mean, see. that's a record that a, a top European club would yep. do a backflip for. Maybe the exception of Man City last season. or I still think, yeah, four losses is great. Obviously, a Untouchable more, at home. More ties than, than like, let's say, a Man City would have lost. Yeah, one but. loss at home and, that, and then winning more on the road than you lose, which yep. they did. And all of those things have to fall in place. And along the way, having a great attack and a great defense. I mean, the, wait, this no, is the best attack in the league best and attack the best ever, defense. And the best defense, yes. I mean, that's, that's a huge all, that's, turnaround. That's what makes it, all these records are just water, close to watertight. I mean, they're going to have to be real. It's going to have to be a special team that has to hit the ground running to break it again. I would say LAFC's chances of touching this even next season are very slim. Mm hmm. They have CONCACAF Champions League. That's going to interrupt the way they start yes. the season. There's going to be a lot more international uh, uh, interruptions, you would imagine. What if Carlos Vela decides he wants to play? All these things would take it. So it's this. they really put a great case to being the best, for now, the best team, and maybe for a few years, in MLS history. I mean, I don't. I, I honestly do not see someone coming through to break it because, one, they're going to have to go through this team to do it. Yeah. Right? So you're going to have to... It's getting better. The team's at the top. I Teams, all the teams More, are most of us were on the East, better. but then they were so good against the East. Yeah, LAFC. they were so good against the East, and I think I think that that's the biggest turnaround that that you talked about is the is the goals against goals for. I mean, we knew this team could score goals, and they optimized their scoring goals to the tune of setting that record. But they gave up fifty plus goals last season. There's been almost a swing of almost twenty less goals conceded. I mean, to go from being a team that everyone goes, yeah, they can score, but can they defend? Well, guess what? This is the best. Offensive and defensive team in the same season. I mean, when you combine that with everything else, the goal differential, which is just uh, uh, gaudy. I think it's. I think more than anything, forty-eight plus forty-eight. Because we've already said the points have been broken three straight season. I the goal differential. I don't know if it'll ever be broken. So there you have it. The we we've turned the page on the regular season. Coming up on Inside LAFC, we look ahead to what lies ahead, which is going to be a second season. We'll uh, call it the second the season. Second season. No one can take away the first season. Nope. And even if LAFC doesn't win MLS Cup, there's so much here that you can take a lot of pride as an LAFC fan and you, well, hold as a badge of courage when it comes to 
talking trash to other teams around the league. This well, was all, a special season. That should be always recognized. People, people that say, I don't remember who won the Supporters' Shield, uh, that's not accurate. I do. I think a lot of people internally would remember well, look, special ones like this. We'll always have the piece of silverware to prove it, and now the record's in the record book. So it's just yeah. it's a double whammy. I don't think you can say, I'm not going to remember. But at the end of the day, and we've talked to plenty of guys, that second season is just as important to them, and they want to win two yeah. trophies. All right, and we will gauge their prospects. There is an international window, and then we will have the beginning of the first round. LFC won't participate, but they will we'll let you know who will be facing them. So we're going to give you our little playoff primer breakdown yeah. and get you ready for what's going to be a really fun ride, perhaps all the way through November the 10th when they play MLS Cup. Inside LFC, coming right back. Ella curls it! Back here on Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Joining you from the LAFC Performance Center here in Alhambra. Uh, it's getting really hot, uh, but we're outside again. How does it get so hot here? This may be one of the this. There's some places in the LA place in California because this is kind of like the beginning of the valley. I guess. And on the eastern valley, San Fernando, and you uh, there's little pockets here where you feel it. Yeah, if you've ever been to the LAFC Performance Center. It's, it's usually crisp mornings, and then the second that sun gets away from the clouds, it is hot. Yes. I do enjoy it here, but maybe this part of the, the, that heat has helped LAFC manage this season along the way, because it is demanding out here on a yeah. practice. I'll tell you what, we played a staff game on Saturday, and by the end of the game, I was gassed. Yes. Just yeah, I can. had sweat buckets. I was done. But for some reason, I'm not allowed to play in the staff games. Last time I played in a staff game, I chipped my tooth, but I want to get in yeah. again. Yeah. Also, not to get off topic, which is a segment of the show. Yeah. Um, Might as well, yeah, just where, brand it. Where we sit here in Alhambra, the big jets that fly across the country and probably beyond the Atlantic, or pardon me, that fly across the Pacific, do a big loop, like the big Korean airlines and so yep. forth. You'll see them do a big loop here and then go wham, and they're off. Yeah. They have to come way back here to do that loop. It's pretty impressive. Those planes are like, you could reach out and touch one. Yeah, they're really close. I enjoy that. All right, so uh, we okay, now we can't touch the postseason Football. just yet. There's a segue for you. Yep. The uh, MLS Cup playoffs will begin on October the 19th, and they will feature 12 teams, 12 New teams. York City FC and LAFC, as of winning their conferences, get a bye. This is a new format. It could change again down the road. Yeah, first year of this. Do you week. like it? I have to see. You know, it's, you got to see it play tell. out. Yeah, you can't tell because I, I kind of did like the two legs. It feels traditional. It will be better in this case, is that we don't have the international window in between the postseason, that which is was the a best nightmare. Part. Now you get it in the beginning, and the playoffs will, it'll, it, once they start, it's three weeks. Yeah. And you'll determine the champion very quickly. No, it's a sprint. I mean, we're calling it a second season just because I think there needs to be a real delineation between this is a cup competition, this is a knockout competition, it's one and done, and the fact that these guys just played seven months, a grueling seven months. That's why, again, going back to last segment, it's so incredible the records that were set and then earning the Supporters' Shield. It's not that we're discrediting the, the need for MLS Cup. It's just let's recognize that these are two very separate competitions that need very separate things. This playoff format uh, enables that, really, yeah. because you, you, you have a delineation. Okay, the season's ended, and you basically have two weeks and a bit before everyone kicks off. We, we, we mentioned that a detriment to LAFC is that they're facing that 18, 19-day break. But the other teams are still going a two-week two 
a two-week break. They still get that all-valuable game heading into an LAFC game or a New York City team that's going to be pretty rusty. There's no doubt about it. So getting that one game under their belt, I think, is going to be pretty advantageous. But I, when you look at what LAFC did to win the Supporter Shield and you see this new format, I think history may be kinder on the Supporter Shield and we'll look at it with a little more fondness uh, because of... Because it's a big, it's a big deal. Because now you have this three-week playoff tournament. I would hope. I mean, I'm not going to argue with the tradition of MLS. The no. tradition of MLS is MLS Cup is the most important yeah. thing. And in Mexico, where they have a similar thing, it's all about the playoffs. Yeah, but this is four games. You can't tell me that somebody that can reel off four games is somebody that is the absolute best team over the course of the entire season. It's 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 almost it's like the NFL playoffs. It's these are all one-offs. It's just not possible. So that's why I'd like to separate his two seasons. But again, like we said. LAFC wants to win both. That that would truly cement them. I think there would be no, there'd be absolutely no doubt. When you think of all the records and you think of Supporter Shield, and if they're able to capture MLS Cup, I don't think there's anyone that can make any argument no. that this is not the best team ever in MLS. So they will have the the MLS Cup playoffs go through Bank of California Stadium because until LAFC is knocked out, uh, games will continue to be played there all the way through MLS Cup. So LAFC's first game is October the 24th. They'll face the winner of Minnesota or Galaxy. A game we'll preview a little bit here. And we'll get in a bigger preview uh, next week. And then October 29th, if LFC is still there, they will host the Western Conference Final. And if they win that, they'll host MLS Cup November the 10th. So there you see just the dates I gave you. It is a small window where a, a, a lot of magic could happen. If they get MLS Cup, you think about what it could do. Three times you get to open the door of Bank of California Stadium. That has an important dollar sign amount and exposure amount. And three times where you can build up to those games and all, there's no doubt about it. If LAFC, LAFC wins that first playoff game, you're back into this playoff euphoria, and we know LAFC can get hold of this market with regards to the radio, with regards to the TV coverage. It's going to be a big deal. Uh, you have the LA Dodgers there. Who knows if they're still around? There's, we'll find out. But this is a chance for LAFC to really grab the attention of the city more so than they've ever done before. I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the the prospects are very exciting. You, well, you made the important uh, distinction of saying that first playoff game. Yes. We all know what happened last season. That first playoff game is so important, I think, to the confidence of the team, just to, just to everyone. I, I will say this. For the people that say LAFC doesn't win these type of games, I mean, they went clear to a semifinal of the Open Cup and were within a penalty of going to the final. Um, they did pretty decent. Obviously, they lost in the quarter quarterfinal to Portland this season, but they have won games where they're knockout games. So let's not let's not say just because they failed against Portland, they failed against Houston in those areas that they're not able to win knockout games. But I do I do think there is something to that. Once you get the first playoff win under your belt, you know you can do it. That, and is, then, a, that is a there's no doubt about it. There's a yeah. that, that's going to be a pretty big hurdle. And regardless of who it is, it may be a team that you can get two things out from underneath your belt. If what are you it, talking about? Yeah, if it happens to be the Galaxy. Well, I had a... Who is your preference, Max? Yes, I did on Twitter. I came out and I just thought, just based on my conversations with LAFC fans, the results against the Galaxy supersede a lot of other things. That's just the facts when I talk to them. This is important that that gets cleared. And uh, they made a, a great progress here. Uh, they did lose the, the one game of the Galaxy, bounced back in a big way to get that tie uh, when they could have lost that one too. So I, I think they're ready for it. I think... I think there is a cathartic moment that you want because the Galaxy fans will be in your ears, LAFC fans, yep. if you win MLS Cup without beating the Galaxy. That's just that's just the truth. That's 
Do you buy into that though? No, but I think there's a benefit of trash talking or yeah. the, the fan spirit. Yeah, for the ban- for the banter, I can, but I don't buy into. I don't buy it because if no, if for the me Galaxy personally, I'm not going to go. Hey, we didn't beat yeah. the guys. I go, we're the champs. Look, the Galaxy had plenty of chances to get a home playoff match, and they were in the driver's seat for it through it all. Two collapses in a row against Houston both seasons. The one time they don't get in the playoffs at all. This year they collapse, lose their home playoff game. I'm of the mind that if the Galaxy don't make it there, that that's not our that's not our that's problem. Not, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't have anything that doesn't have anything to do with our legacy. However, if they do make it there and LAFC wins that game and, and defeats the Galaxy on the road to it, yes, it is yeah. the sweetest of sweet MLS. I want games. it for that. I want the fans to be whole. I want it because LAFC LA Galaxy conference semifinal would be huge in Los Angeles and throughout the country and internationally. Yeah, there is no doubt about it. It would be. It could be the biggest game in MLS history when you think about it. When by time, based on what we saw in the last uh, El Tráfico, yeah, uh, it was it was so huge that this, even though it's gonna be a few days to build up, three days before you play it, it's gonna be massive. I would also add that the alternative is Minnesota, who hung your only loss at home in league play without Carlos Vela, without Carlos Vela, and you have Adrian Healy, who's uh, that's been his Adrian Heath, Adrian he- Adrian Healy, my, my call. I love Adrian to see him Heath. coach though. <laughs> Adrian Heath, who's buoyed with confidence, and he carries that win. He carries that win everywhere. That's his best win. Man knows how to hold a grudge. But he's like, yeah, that's I did it. Yeah. And he probably thinks he can do it again. And I will say, I don't want to see that giant iceberg of a defensive unit, which he's going to facilitate, because it worked great. Yeah. Uh, It may not work great the second time. Probably won't work that well. But I don't want to see that again. I'd rather see the alternative. In terms of a game, the possible game that we could get, the possible hype, Everything, everything that goes with it. If we talk about the whole package, we almost yes. had it last season. Remember, they yeah. flamed out against Houston like they did, right? Yeah, two thousand nineteen. So I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count on them getting themselves there. They don't. See, they seem to miss that step. It's not us. Hey, Galaxy fans, it's not us that are failing to to put this matchup yeah. together. Um, By the way, most of like the five thirty eights give Minnesota around a sixty percent chance to advance. Yeah, the travel because of home. They're at home. There's travel. I mean, the one the one thing that LFC does have in their pocket, no matter what, is they. Even though there will be that layoff, that team that wins knows that they have to turn around and come here on short rest. Yeah. So if you're Minnesota and you— There is some benefit to the Galaxy because they're coming home in reality. Coming home, but still. They get to stay at home. They get to they got the, the comforts of home. Yeah, still quick travel. I mean, if you're Minnesota and you think, okay, we'll bunker in to beat Zlatan, and you do, and now you think, okay, we're going to bunker again to beat us— that's not easy. It's not an easy test. I mean, that's that's physically draining. It's mentally draining. And with short turnarounds, I think that's it's it's a difficult task. But yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. Uh, you know what? I'm not one that that buys into the who would I rather play. In knockout competitions, I always say this: look, to be the best, you got to beat the best. Okay, Ric Flair. And yeah. <laughs> woo. Um, Styling and profiling. So my 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 take is this: it, you 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 beat the teams in front of you. But I, I will still say I'm of the mind that, yes, if it happens to be the Galaxy, that, that for the fan base, that cup will be that much sweeter. But I'll tell you what, if we don't have to play the Galaxy and they win MLS Cup, no one's going to care. Okay. So the other side of the Western Conference bracket, Real Salt Lake hosting Portland. These are all one-offs. Yep. Seattle taking on Dallas. We knew the bottom was going to be a bit strange in the West because you had Dallas, Portland, San Jose. Hey, emphatic win for Dallas, though, to get in. They did. They blew the doors off uh, their opponent sporting Kansas City. And you look at them for one game, Portland and Dallas, more so Portland would seem like a dangerous team because they did it last season. They they got into the playoffs late. They went all the way to MLS Cup, uh, facing a a little bit younger team that's gone through a lot this season in Real Salt Lake with the changing of a coach, uh, the end of Nick Romando. Uh, coming up, he gets extended to the postseason. 
LAFC, if they make it to a Western Conference Final, is going to face one of those teams. And I think most people would say it'd be Seattle that could have it. But one thing you got to understand, I know a lot of you are new to the MLS Cup playoffs. They don't go as you expect. No. Uh, crazy, really crazy stuff can happen. We'll see if that changes with this format. But I think there are those that feel the one-off without the home and away um, benefits the underdogs a bit. I think so. That would be my biggest takeaway from this. I'm very curious to see how home teams hold serve. Um, will it be an actual advantage? I think for certain teams it will. I think for Portland, definitely when you think about the, the quality of field. And I think for LAFC, when you think about them feeling most comfortable with their type of field, they want a wet field. They want a, you know the tight grass. They want big spaces. Um, in certain instances, that, that that's going to be an advantage. I don't know. Does, does Minnesota have an advantage over the Galaxy by, by being home? Yeah, there's not travel. But is their actual home field an advantage? I'm not sure. So I think that's my that that's the one thing I'll be looking out for to see how well home sides do in this playoffs. And I think it might it might be one of the reasons why they either change or keep the format. Yeah, you want to protect the top seeds. There is protection that you avoid that opening round. But after that, it's you have home field. But uh, everyone else is on a, on a level play over 90 minutes where they could say so many crazy things can happen. Uh, it, of the first round matchups, I just a quick peek when you look at it. The compelling one maybe in the East with Toronto and DC United, but you just hope like you might get them in the second round. There's none of those all big rivalries. Maybe New York Red Bulls, Philadelphia. The East should be the East. There are better teams from at the top. The West, LAFC, was way better than everyone else, but it, yeah. it, 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 the playoffs could even all of that out. Yeah, the East doesn't have the same intrigue to me in the first round. Although I will say Red Bulls, Philly could be interesting to see if two teams come out and press. Uh, it could be a high-energy game. Playoffs, you get a li- that little more am to get that adrenaline. I wonder if they'll just run each other into the ground. Um, but, yeah, Toronto, D.C., also when you factor in Josie Altidore is injured, is he going to be fit for that game? D.C. has Wayne, oh, Wayne Rooney that's already one foot out the door. There's just not – I don't see as much intrigue in those. I think the, the, the big thing is this. Is MLS going to get – LAFC Galaxy in the second round, Seattle Portland in, in the second round. Uh, let's see what else could they? They could have Philly, Philly Atlanta, Philly Atlanta. Atlanta's just they're the champs and they're in there, and you you'd like to see their path. They faked New England to open up. Um, Philly Atlanta and NYCFC Toronto. I mean, those could be the the next round could be some really really good. A good games. semifinal in the East would be great because you have four good teams there that were at the top. But Toronto FC a little bit behind the top three, but. A team that has all the ingredients to make an MLS Cup run. Big-time match winners. Though. Yes. Uh, the West, we sh- we'll see. I mean, if you have LAFC, Galaxy, Seattle, and we can have a Seattle-Portland, uh, Seattle-Rails. It depends who gets there, but uh, it's just a crazy ride. It's a crazy ride, so enjoy it. Ask questions when you're out there. I know a lot of you guys are new to MLS because your LAFC was your entry point for this league. It's going to be fun, and... We hope to have some announcements here where we might be viewing that Minnesota LA game. Yes. And the, the Galaxy get, game. You might get to hang out with me and Max and watch yes, the game. Yes, we have some big plans, so stay tuned. We'll, we'll report that or go to the LAFC Twitter handle. All right. I just, I'd like to preview the playoffs, but we can't really get ahead of ourselves. It's a wait. we got to wait. Enjoy the other games, though. Yeah. Watch them in. Well, even make a bracket. Even those first games are still a wait. We got to wait. We got to see how some guys come back injured from injury. You got a guy like Brian Fernandez who's in the uh, the program, the uh, substance abuse and mental health program. Um, he's not sure if he's going to be uh, viable and ready because of some uh, mental health issues that he's going through. So there's a lot that uh, a lot's riding on a lot of things f- even before we even get to those games. All right, we'll get a better preview in there ahead, maybe next week here on Inside LFC. But let's uh. 
we'll, we'll put a wrap on that. This was an interesting show. Very interesting yes. show. <laughs> out and about here. But uh, keep a, like we said, keep an eye out. There may be a, a live show coming up. Also a chance to hang out with me and Max. Uh, and watch, and watch answer your game. questions. It's going to be a... Uh, uh, an immersive show, interactive that we'll yes, all be able to share. I hear there might be some good food. Good. That's I. I that checks off all my boxes. Yeah. All right. So inside LFC, please inside LFC with Max of its podcast. Please subscribe. Leave comments as well. We love to hear from you. I would also add. After the game, I walked around free play, and a lot of people are asking for Vince, and I'm tired of a- answering that he's not here. So you're gonna have to make an appearance at the next game. I, they want to talk to you. I love. I love to hear that. that I heard from me, at least five people. You you send me that text and made me very happy. And then part of me thought, well, I kind of like this little bit of mystique that I've created. Maybe, yeah. So you're like, I'm not, I'm you're not, like Matias Almeida. Look, when you finally meet me, I'm not a very uh, mystique, uh, you know, uh, man. I'm just a simple person. But well, do uh, you like do you like free shots? Yeah. You generally get that from some. That's what they. That's right. the LAFC fans are so generous. So that's their. That's like, hey, can I get you a drink? Take, take a car to the next game so I can uh, get it. <laughs> Leave get your home. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fair. All right, we'll see you soon. Right, Enjoy bye. the international window. Bye bye.